0: right now there are more than 340,000 Australians living with Alzheimer's disease. And of course, it's not just those who have been diagnosed, but also the relatives of that person. And it's something that I think we're all scared about. Most of us who have a, a, a relative that lived to over age 85 know that they are the number one risk category, and it just seems to be all too common these days. We want to talk a little bit about ways to avoid or even delay the onset of symptoms a group of researchers from edith cowan university's school of medical and health sciences have been doing a lot of research to see what could help with alzheimer's one of them is dr stephanie rainey smith who's a senior research fellow from edith cowan university and she joins us on weekend edition now stephanie thank you so much for your time Thank you. It's
1: a pleasure to be here.
0: So tell us, are there hard and fast ways that we can actually avoid Alzheimer's?
1: Well, unfortunately, it's not as straightforward as being hard and fast, but there certainly are plenty of things that we can all do in our everyday life to reduce our risk of getting Alzheimer's and dementia. Okay. What are some of those things? Well, it's things uh, that we know are already good for our heart, but we're starting to understand now that they're also exceptionally good for uh, the health of our brain. So things like eating a healthy diet, um, something like the Mediterranean diet for example which has lots of fruit and vegetables um, also some fish intake and a moderate consumption of red meat and dairy as well as uh, making sure we get plenty of exercise and not just amount of exercise but also the intensity it's important to get out of breath when we're exercising and to get a good night's sleep.
2: When you say a good night's sleep is that the kind of typical
1: eight hours? Well on average um, we recommend six to eight hours and it's really important to get quality of sleep right rather than the amount. So it's things like making sure that we don't um, have too much disruption to our regular cycles of sleep. So try and make sure that we, we go through the night and get a few regular sleep cycles through so that we can clear the brain out of toxins that are accumulated during the day to help us function clearly.
2: Does something happen to our, our bodies as we get older that makes it more difficult to sleep? I know that my grandparents started to sleep a lot less as they got older. I guess you're born and you don't... Well, you sleep a lot, but you wake up a lot. But then as we get older, is there something that happens internally that means we find it harder to drift off to sleep and to then maintain that sleep?
1: Yes. So as we get older, our sleep does become more what we call fragmented. So um, we don't have the same sleep patterns that we had when we were younger, Um, And also we spend less time in something called slow-wave sleep, which is where um, our body is restored, and that's particularly important for brain health. But on top of that, we also have a lot of lifestyle habits that we're incorporating now, which give us um, not the same level of quality of sleep that we would have had previously.
0: A lot of these things, are, well, all of them, the, the diet, the sleep and the exercise, they're all general health messages. What, what's the research show about what impact it could have on minimising or, or delaying the onset of symptoms of Alzheimer's?
1: The work that we've been undertaking at Edith Cowan University has certainly shown that um, by adhering to those factors, that we can actually slow the rate at which pathology, so the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease, accumulate in the brain, and also maintain our memory and thinking for longer. So there is real scientific evidence behind our recommendations. So I'm and, um, oh, sorry to interrupt. Go. Ahead. No, not at all. Oh. No, it's it, it's really um. And the evidence is is very clear that these are very important factors for brain health.
2: So I'm 36 years old. Can I wait till I'm 60 and then adopt these kind of measures? Or when do you have to start being really healthy to avoid it? Can you do it in five years of good behaviour?
1: I think the important message is that it's never too late to start. The earlier you start, the better, um, you'll get more benefit, but you will certainly still get some benefit even if you start later in life. And some of our work, for example, looked at people um, over the course of three years and we still found significant benefit in terms of the brain health over just three years of adhering to a healthy diet. 'm I'm, I'm curious
0: about the the Mediterranean diet a little bit as well. it's It's not what we imagine you know, with olives and, and oil and and things like that, isn't it? You mentioned fish and, and moderate red meat. Is it cutting out grains? How, how do you describe the Mediterranean diet? It it
1: is, yes. Lots of uh, fruit, vegetables, some fish. We don't have to cut things out entirely. It's more of having a moderate to low intake. So you can still have your dairy, you can still have your red meat, but just reducing the intake, you can still have your carbohydrates. So it's very important we get those other factors such as the olive oil that you mentioned um, and the fruit and vegetables in particular up. And when we examined what we thought was contributing most to the slowing of the accumulation of those hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease in the brain, it was actually fruit that came out on top. As
2: it was what, sorry? My fruit, fruit, was it? Fruit, just, fruit.
1: Fruit, okay. Fruit that came out on top. But we believe that it's, it's more um, a, adhering to the diet as a whole that has the greatest benefit.
2: Do you think that Australia is doing enough? Is our government doing enough? Can we be doing more in terms of raising awareness about
1: this, putting ads on TV, letting people know what they can do? 100% I 100% agree with that. I think it's very important. I mean, I know that the government has invested significant resources in terms of ensuring that people do um, exercise or are aware of the message that exercise and a good diet are important. But something that is woefully underreported and underrecognised is the contribution that sleep plays to brain health. So we really need to do much better about ensuring that we get the message out there um, to the to society as a whole that sleep is very, very important for all of health of um, health, not just
0: brain health. I'm, that makes me nervous. I'm, I'm essentially a shift worker, so I, I wake up super early in the morning and then work different hours um, depending on what time of the week it is. And and sometimes it's just really hard to get more than five hours sleep. Are we talking about long term? You know, is it is it poor sleep over a period of five years when you have little kids or something like that or you're a shift worker? How much damage can you do
1: and, and can you reverse it? I think the important thing um, is, is not to be too anxious about sleep. I think that's something that can be actually very counterproductive. So, uh, for example, if you are lying there and you can't fall asleep, it's important that you get out of bed, you go and do something else. And then when you start to feel tired, you return to bed. And that's something that can help you with addressing that anxiety that people often get when they can't fall asleep straight away. But it's really uh, the quality So, getting through those full sleep cycles into that deep stage of sleeps but the brain the brain is clean cleaned of those toxins that accumulate during the day that's really important rather than a specific number of hours it's it's good advice and we all go through stages in life where we have uh, where people have um, demands of their job or that young family for example so i think the important thing is uh, to do the best you can in your current situation then try and address it when your lifestyle permits yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it's very, very easy to say, don't stress, but we've just told you no sleep gives you Alzheimer's. <laughs> so you're lying, lying in bed worrying about that. Okay, well, Stephanie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. It, it is one area that I think we're all very worried about, and that, uh, as you say, we, we don't have a, a, a cure at this stage, so we can only do things to try and reduce the risk. Certainly. Appreciate thank you very your time. Much. That's Dr. Stephanie Rainey Smith.